Welcome everyone to episode 147 of Tattoo Collecting 101, right here on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network, the community for tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those who are curious about the world of tattooing. We encourage everyone to join these live streams and real-world events as we aim to educate and inspire one another to create better artwork, tattoos, and to leave the community a better place than how we found it. We stream out most days of the week, so be sure to check out the full schedule of events we have going on as well as our professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can also find these shows on our Roku channel, as well as your favorite podcast platforms. So search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find us on there. Real quick, just want to say thank you to the sponsors who make it all possible. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, which has the largest, most comprehensive resource and list of tattoo conventions going on in the world right now, as well as Tattoo Now, Technology for Tattooers. They're the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels, as well as our affiliates at the Fireside Tattoo Network and the Apprenticeship Diaries. And lastly, we want to say thank you to Guy Atchison, who makes it all possible. He's the founder and inspiration behind the Reinventing the Tattoo community. You can go to guyatchison.com to get your copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original oil paintings, and custom coil machines. And if you're enjoying the knowledge we're putting out, be sure to share it with a friend and to watch another video. Nice job, Kyle. And here we are back yeah. again. You did a good job staying on track even when I got up and was like fiddling around with the camera. Good job. Thanks. Good job. Um, so today we were supposed to have Harley Rose on and she's a uh, fellow tattooer and shop owner in, here in Ohio. Um, but she had some extenuating circumstances, so we will reschedule. But I'm pretty excited to talk to her because she's got a pretty decent little following and uh, she makes some really rad reels. Like, I love her reels and TikToks. I feel like they're kind of one and the same, but um, she makes some really cool content and I always like either giggle at it or like full heartedly agree with it. So uh, I've actually been excited to talk to her because I don't know her in person, but I just like the content she makes. Yeah. So um, other than that, we have Jiminy Peak coverage. I've got some on my camera. I've also got some stuff that I took on my phone that I sent over to the Instagram that I'm pretty excited to share. I'm pretty excited to talk about the event. You didn't go this year, but you went a few years ago. So we can talk yes. a little bit about like basically the overall theme of of paradise versus you know other tattoo events that we're really familiar with and we share a lot about um but before we jump into that what has kyle been up to um full full-time tattoo artist is where we're at now nice yeah what projects have you worked on so far um i've done three i did one on myself here also i came prepared you came so. prepared kyle uh, that's wonderful it's almost like i knew you were going to do this yep put you on the spot oh this is what the design that uh your sticker is right yes you do is this on you yes nice and then that's like as of half an hour ago if i gonna let me pull it up did you not make yourself the um I did. It's just admin. like breathing and crashing. Zoom is or my computer is? Zoom. I was going to say, do I need to restart it? I haven't asked anything questionable of it. Oh, here we go. 
almost. You know, I should send the piece that I just started. I finished a piece this week and I started a new one yesterday. I should send those in real quick. So here's the first one I did. Little tooth monster on me. Mm -hmm. It's one of my flash designs. Um, that's it currently. Like, and it's healed, healed, healing state. Starting to get a little flaky now. Mm -hmm. Yep, that black's going to be nice and silky though. When it's like it's call it crunchy right now. Not necessarily that it's scabby, but it's just dry and crunchy. Yeah, I took off the um the tattoo shield like two days ago, and so I'm like starting to slowly watch it like get a bit smoother and mm -hmm. come back come into yep into full play. So I got to see. I don't know if it's the one you're going to show next, but I got to see the piece you started on Devin. I am going to pull that one up as well. Now, are you going to go in with color on that one on you? Yes. Okay. And then this one on Devin also is not complete, correct? Correct. Work in progress. And then I've got Devin scheduled for the next one already, so... We're going to get rolling on that once the time comes. Is that one of the psycho clowns that you were doing down there? Which one? The one on Devin. Was that a hand coming forward? No, this was a, this is a Pokemon design. Okay. I was just making sure it wasn't a Juggalo design. Yeah. That no. was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did this Pokemon design of like uh, Cyndaquil and Squirtle kind of shooting fire and water at each other. So I got a bit of the, a little bit of the shading started there and then uh, the line work. To okay. just kind of lay it all in. Nice. Yeah. And then show us what number three is. Number three. it up. I sent the wrong angle, so it's a majority of it. A little bit, but it's cut off. cat name mystery little script if that's a cat's name it is nice yeah nice okay okay but i sent the wrong photo here so part of it's a little cut off but yeah those are the uh the three projects i've done so far as an official tattoo artist now and i got a couple more coming up um, nice Good. this week so so how is it's a little bit different once you actually like jump in the like boat and you start like really considering pushing yourself for the sake of like not just people seeing it but people actually engaging and if not hitting you up showing it to other people have you started doing any um like uh you know on uh, on the feet on the feet campaigns have you gone out and started hands and flyers out or anything yet um i do a little bit of it while i'm door dashing okay on the weekends i have like like i just got those stickers made i got business cards printed mm -hmm. yesterday so i have those on me now to just kind of hand out to people because nice. i've encountered a couple people before that are like i like your look or like style or like i like the tattoos it's like well i do tattoos there you go so. that's the way to do yeah. it too because if you're like for instance your sleeve is bright and colorful enough that like mm -hmm. it catches people's attention um that like just having the business card in your back pocket ready to go or having the sticker yeah. with your Instagram logo on it is it, it gives people a way to reach back out to you because sometimes people aren't going to like log in your name they're not going to log in that your information if you tell them you know and sometimes if you like even if you pull somebody's phone out and you're you like show them your Instagram and you follow them from their account or you follow yourself from their account they're not going to remember right 
they're going to have like hundreds, if not thousands of people that they follow. So they're not going to like remember until you'd like happen to make a post. And then are they even going to connect the dots that it's you? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's crazy because we live in a very like hashtag oriented society and like, um, like working on getting your follows up and like having, um, you know, thousands of people like you yeah. or follow you. That's, uh, it's kind of like a, it's a funny thing because it's come, it's become such an important, um, it's become an important part of tattoo culture, you know, like so many tattooers are gung-ho about how many followers they have versus how many followers somebody else has um but like you and I both know that you can buy followers yeah like it's like, I've never been one to care it's about like 599 for like thousands helps. of followers yeah it's crazy um I mean don't get me wrong it does kind of like make somebody look legitimate to have somewhat of a following but yeah in the digital age it's kind of like but the, having the a following business card almost yeah having a following doesn't necessarily equal having clients right that's the point that I'm always trying to make is like you can have you can have a huge following and still be broke because all the people following you are on the other side of the country mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you could have just gone viral in an area because a few certain friends liked your posts and it blew up but it's 12 miles away from or 12 hours away from where you live yeah so it's a funny thing like like, yeah, it's important to have an online presence and to like come off as professional, but I think it's really important to like use your Instagram as like, um, like a living, evolving portfolio. Like that's kind of, that's how I've been using it the mm-hmm. whole time and like still trying to now, but yeah. Yeah. A, you've got, I mean, you've got post after post after post of like painting that you're working on. Yeah. I post like once every on, like four days because yeah. it's like, I like out of everything that I've done throughout, cause I've started my um, Instagram around the time I like got serious about my art career and everything. Mm-hmm. So like 90 to 95% of the work I've ever made has been on my Instagram. Cause I just like, I, I've never had a backlog of it. So I just have to. That's pretty awesome. There, there was definitely a period of time in my career where I did post almost every day, even if it wasn't a finished product. Mm-hmm. I, um, I like to post what I had been working on. Like I felt like, you know, I felt like people were actually interested in like having that window into what I'm working on. Yeah. Um, but that was also like six, seven, eight years ago that I would post every single day. Now I like joke around that I only post often enough for people to know I'm alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, Once in a blue moon. yeah, I used to post what I was doing every day, even if it wasn't a finished project where now I want to wait and I want to like put together like nice, well shot, right. finished photos. And then like a real for each project. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my projects, I'm getting good enough at like cataloging, cataloging the progress. Um, As I go, I just don't necessarily share it. So um, I think to that point you were making earlier too, like part of it is like when it comes to like the social media age, like, you know, you go on someone's profile and you're going to see like the first six or nine posts and not 99% of people aren't going to look past that. Mm -hmm. So it's really like, what's on top there is what what you're seen as you know yeah when I'm really into a tattoo like like let's say that first six or nine posts Mm -hmm. really gets my attention that's when I scroll back but the thing that I like about my page and the thing that is becoming true about your page is if you scroll back it's really like a timeline Mm -hmm. and you can that's kind of how I always viewed it and I love it now because I get to just like scroll back and like even you know if I scroll for like five seconds I'm suddenly like a year and a half back yeah you can scroll like 
10 years back into my tattoo history and you can see the stuff I was doing like 10 and 11 years ago you know you can see like the more simple like I was still proud of it and my clients that wear it are still proud of it but this stuff was much simpler mm-hmm. um I I see like little glimpses of the stuff that I do now in it but it's kind of cool to see how like the evolution of my freehand style has grown um the way I you know I I do a lot of the same things and I do things the same or a similar way but to see how much more I'm able to accomplish or like the dynamic uh color shifts and things like that like um it's like you can just see me leveling up on myself if you scroll far enough back and I feel like your paintings are a wonderful example of that you're still very early into tattooing but like if you share your growth and improvement and like you stepping into your style the same way it's going to be a really neat way for people to kind of like have a cool window into your life and how hard you're working to be good at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think the you know, to speak to that too, a lot of like what you don't necessarily also see is like the timeline of like, like, yes, we do see like example on your, you could scroll back 10 years, but like, you know what I mean? You look at like the day of it's all posted and like, you don't know how close together it is mm-hmm. or how spread apart it is. Yeah. I actually post so infrequently now that like, I think if you go like nine posts back yeah. where a year ago, cause I right. did chalk fest and I realized like my chalk fest stuff from last year, isn't that far down my yeah. feet. <laughs> I, I should post a little more often. You know, if you double, but I interact with the story, like the, oh, okay. you know, the disappearing story. Yeah. I interact with that a lot. So maybe well, that's like how it's like two completely me. different, like. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that's the, the feed app. of the the people you want to like see quick glimpses. Yeah. And then like the permanent photos are the living portfolio, like the revolving. That's, no, that's kind of how I see it. It's like the story is like the day to day, like what that's you're a doing. Good way to think of it. To. Now that Jazz goes through the studio and gets like photos of us working and videos of us working, I just like reshare what she captures. I don't even really like I I do always reshare it, but I don't always stop and take the time to make my own video. And right. I could, I've got all the stuff, but the thing is, I get so into like the tattoo that I'm making that like I kind of don't want to distract myself. That, like, that's how I've been feeling with it so far. Is it's like in the back of my head, it's like I should like you know record some of this to make a reel or something to have content but it's like I'm so focused on trying to do a good job here and like make sure I'm understanding what I'm doing that it's like the last thing on my mind and like we're both pretty tech savvy it's not like it drains too much of our brain at this Mm -hmm. point but it's almost like it's almost like when I'm when I'm actually one-on-one with my client, like, you know, I stroll in like whatever time of the day that my client and I have scheduled, but I stroll in, my client and I settle. If they smoke, we smoke together. If they don't smoke, they hang out with me while I'm smoking. And that's where we get a lot of our chit chat in. And then once I like go back up to my room and I'm working, you see how I'm like for being a like sloppy stoner. I'm like laser focused yeah. once like I'll get baked with my client and then go back up and like start working. And then it's just like whew, exactly in the, the zone of the, the thing that we've been brainstorming about and meditating on while we're smoking. And, um, but yesterday the piece that I started is one of those pieces where like, I knew before we even got into it, just because of the way the design came together at our consultation, I knew it was going to be one of those pieces where it just kind of like unfolds on its own, like, there are some projects that where I have to like 
concentrate really hard and like make sure I've got all the details exactly where they go and the flow is right. And, you know, I've got to be attentive to the client, all the things. And then there are days where it just like comes through me, like I'm channeling something else, like almost like I'm a conduit for another thing. So it's, it's crazy to be at the end of the day and like incredibly proud of what I've done, but also like, I didn't just do that. Like, yes, I was holding the machine, but that mm. totally came from there, somewhere there, there else. Something else guiding it yeah, that yeah. came from somewhere else, or this is coming from somewhere else. So those days are cool for me because those are like the reminders that this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And this is how I'm supposed to interact with people. And like, it just reminds me that I am supposed to bring these ideas to life because like, we brainstormed them up, like whether it was just my client's idea or my idea or a combination, we dreamed these ideas up. And once it's dreamt up, it's almost like it's already a thing. It's almost like all I got to do is like just chip the layers away and just like go through the process of making it happen. But like the brain work has already been done. The think work is already done. It's just a matter of like putting it there and like letting the thing reveal itself. It's pretty crazy. Like I don't know. It's been it's been a while since I've started a batch of new projects and these new products projects that I have on my books are all kind of like next level. Do you want to see? Yes. Do you want to pull it up on Instagram? Did you send it over? Yep. Okay, let's get them. Yep, we'll pull these up and then we'll pull up uh the Jiminy Peak footage and we'll just start kind of talking over that. Whoa. I saw you getting started on this, but like very Got crazy. There's a picture and then there's a little video too. You guys are going to be mind blown when you see this. And this is just the first session. Uh, when we had our consultation, I was like, I don't know how many sessions to tell you this is going to take because I got to see how well you'll sit and all the things. But we got so far last night, I was like, we'll finish this next session, but this will not be a challenge to, to finish up. So I'm pretty stinking excited about it. Look at that thing. It's crazy. So, I mean, clearly we still have more of the night sky to do and more like twinkly stars throughout the whole thing. But like, that's a lot for a single session. And this is yeah. not like a tiny person. He's like average size. Yeah, average size are. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of blown away how far we got, but like I said, yeah, that I thought well. it's just like marker and stencil drawing, and then you show me like the references. But yeah, this is looking great. Jess was pretty excited because she said she hadn't seen me do a skull. I've done a lot of skulls. You know, I saw that skull sitting there. I was like, surely this is for Brandon, right? <laughs> it's me. Look at that colorful little guy. And actually, I couldn't even find the right angle for the skull because I wanted it to be tilted up just a little bit as if the eyes were looking up. Because obviously, we've got this icosahedron and this cool energy form um, kind of like beaming through it. So I, I didn't want it looking down. I didn't want it to like have a strong brow ridge. So fortunately, I've got that skull that I keep on the windowsill, that yeah. full size human skull. It's only like a $40 skull. It's not even like super duper anatomical, but it's like the basic shapes. Like, Don't have to work off. Yeah, like if you get in close, like some of the shapes and ridges around the gums and teeth aren't quite the most accurate, but like it's great. So I took this photo 
I played with the exposure on it so we like could knock the background back and like bring everything forward that we needed mm-hmm. um but it was just really handy it was after you know looking for a reference online a couple of times so I was like you know what I'm just going to take a photo of the one I have because I, I just had the specific view of the skull just slightly tilted up not like the whole underside but yeah. just like slightly up when I'm looking for like something really specific like that I try to search for like a 3d model of it mm-hmm. one that like has because you know a lot of them are like paid but they usually have like a preview that you can kind of drag and spin around so I try to find one of those where I can like in point to the right angle I'm looking for yeah it is kind of handy to have all these like poser apps and like the mm-hmm. 3d apps like handy and where you can like just pose hands and body parts in different ways and manipulate them and then you can light them yeah it's pretty cool um pretty uh pretty spoiled to live in this day and age where we have virtual 3d yeah i can just google like horse 3d model and get it like any pose i need Mm -hmm. do you want it galloping or do you want it in a full canter Hmm. mid gallop or post gallop you know Where, where do you want to swing the leg to? You want to pull up this picture or this video of Adam's back too? Is that yes. too crazy? Oh, pull up the video of that one first and then the video of Adam. That's not too weird. Will it play? Will it do the thing? Maybe not. You can just do Adam's. It's fine. Oh, there we go. Oh, we were listening to um, the X-Files ah. the music in the background. I felt like it was appropriate. But but yeah, look at that thing. That's not even black and gray. It's uh-huh. like blues and warm glows and lavenders. And I'm pretty pleased with it. The teeth came out pretty shiny. Okay, you want to jump to that video of Adam's back? I'm really proud of this, and I know Adam's really proud of it. I feel like... Are you guys officially done with it? Yeah, we're officially finished. I feel like we just started this, like, six months ago. Uh, It started not that long ago. I remember, like, his bare back. Yeah, my back did not go that fast, and Russ and I were diligent on it. But, man, he sits so good. Mm -hmm. You see the arm that I did on him before his back? He's got a little bit of armpit that's not tattied yet but we'll get there he's also getting a leg sleeve of a pokemon a traditional japanese pokemon leg sleeve yes. from derb and then a robo biomech sleeve leg sleeve from adam which are like both 90 percent of the way done yep yeah and then uh i think both of those are going to come up onto the booty cheeks so he's really got one arm left and the front of his torso yeah and he didn't start getting tattooed that long ago. Oh, he's been cruising through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the time crazy. that I've been here, the, the whole arm was not there. The whole back piece was yeah. not there. Half the leg was there. You know, one of the things I got to point out about this piece that's really kind of cool, uh, all the landscape is outlined in purple. Um, it's not black. So I just like the the uh, illustrations we were working from. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do this in purple. So... It made the line work take a little bit longer, but Adam was game for it. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Very nice. Yep. Do you want to scroll up and show some of the um, photos from Jiminy Peak while we're in this little area? Yeah. 
So I've got just the quick photos and videos that I took just walking around. This was on top of the mountain. I actually rode the chairlift up. Okay. Oh, there's Lolo. She's joining us for a minute. Sorry for the heavy breathing, everybody. I think I missed one of the um, collaborative pieces. I thought I had all three, but it looks like I got a duplicate in there. You know, I usually take over the uh, collaborative charcoal stuff. Mm -hmm. Like usually I'm like, oh man, this is never going to get finished. Somebody's got to put black where black belongs. And I just like fill in large spaces. And like, it's funny to see people like hold their breath just because like I'll be covering grounds quickly, but right. I'm not like being disrespectful. I'm not like scribbling things away. I'm actually just covering ground. Yeah. So there's always, it. yeah, there's always like, I, I sense it from the other artists who have worked hard on the projects when they like hold their breath as I'm just like blasting through some of these uh, art fusion projects. Mm -hmm. So this, it's sideways, but this is actually a landscape. It's every All three of them started out as bio, and then Gunner went through and was like, nope, this one's going to be a landscape. Come on, Lolo. Come over here lay down. She likes landscape. <laughs> uh, Jason Leeser, I, I believe Jason Leeser has the, but he was photographing them to make prints. So I don't know what's going to come of those, but Jason's a printmaking fool. So I heard that they'll be for sale on the Paradise Gathering website. Nice. See, you hear different gossips than I do. It's, all it's not really gossip. No, it's all public information. Yeah, it's not really gossip. Yeah. We just get like different angles from the same people sometimes. Yeah. So this year it was pretty cool. Um, if you follow the show, you hear me nerd out about Tom Strom's work a lot. And he was there. So I got a chance to introduce myself and uh, look at all of his creepy creations. I'm going to have to walk away and put my dog outside. Okay. He's being, she, she reminds me of, have you ever seen a little movie called Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. She's like a little 626. <laughs> Listen to those noises. That's an alien. Like she's sure. not a terror, but she would lead you to believe that she is. Yeah. Let me run here outside. Okay. But yeah, if you want to jump onto the next, I've got you do many big things in there. You can just scroll through. Yeah, I'll pull a couple of these up. Yeah. I got some thoughtful ones on my phone. And... Trying to get this video pulled up, almost there. James Wisdom, that was his little area. This is all James right here. Yes, that was James's setup. He was painting these really cool, leafy, ornamental shapes um, all weekend. He started with that one little thumbnail that we see in the background, mm -hmm. and then he started this other one. But it's really cool to watch his stuff develop with oils. Um, you know, I work in oils. But to watch him work, he he works with a 
a little bit more of almost like an ala prima kind of style where he's just like applying the ink and moving on so it's a little bit different than like the way that i work in layers and i glaze and i glaze and i push and pull right um i it's just like tattooing i could watch somebody else tattoo for hours and hours and hours i can also just sit and watch other painters on the other side of me was uh can man and i have followed can man's work for quite a while he does this crazy trippy stuff crazy landscapes like you could see like exactly why i'd be drawn to his kind of psychedelic work and you know over the last like month or so between uh doing the the high lifestyle show with gabe um can man was across the aisle from me and then having him next to me at this event he's just delightful i love the way he talks to people and the way he talks to clients um i think he's got just a very a very ego free way of communicating with people like if you have a question about his artwork he is happy to just stop and answer your question and take the time to talk to you um he you know, he's just a working artist that seems like he's happy and grateful to be a working artist. And I love that. I love like, it's so easy to run into artists who complain about this, that, or the third every time you see them. But mm -hmm. when you see somebody that's just like delightfully content and, you know, they love making their art, they love selling it, they love not selling it, they love just creating. And then to see like how he interacts with people also, it's pretty cool. Um, so I've always followed Can Man's work and always loved it, but to get to know him as a person a little bit is wonderful. I would, uh, I would definitely recommend collecting art from him or collecting a tattoo from him. He's just a treat to be around. This is Chris Dingwell. He's delightfully weird as well. He puts on the, what is the? wet paint project yeah chris dingwell's wet paint project so on the lower level of hell city we have a whole second ballroom that is filled with tattooers and then a portion of that is actually filled with this live painting all kinds of painters um down below is a painting by amber slick she's an ohio artist i just happened to notice that was sitting in his booth but this started almost as like a monochromatic painting at the beginning of the weekend. So you could see that he would go in and he'd like layer a layer of color throughout the whole thing. And then he'd come back and with each layer, the the pinks would become more intense. Where at the beginning, it was all just like a murky gray monochrome. Very nice. This is more of Dingwell's right? Mm-hmm. I go let my dog go back in. She's needy. This? Sure. He's got all kinds of paintings there, but he's got some beautiful work. I've started a lot of it at Helsey. Very mind-bending work that he's got going on. He's got the whole table set up. Okay. Lots of craziness going on.
when you see his paintings and the way they unfold, it kind of makes you wonder what's going on in his mind for real. Um, We've got one of his paintings, uh, Chris Dingwell. We've got one of his paintings in the Red Tree Lobby. And yeah, yeah. we have one in the uh, upstairs bathroom too. Yep. But the one in the lobby, while Adam was working on my leg, that was like across at the old Red Tree location. It was right directly across from his booth. So I probably spent 60 hours staring at that painting anyways. Uh Um, And my interpretation of the painting has evolved over the years. (laughs) I'd love to actually ask Chris what he was thinking when he painted it, just to be like, so is Brie, did you have like Ralphie in the middle of a nightmare? Is that what that is? Which one of my five ideas is correct here? Yeah. At first, like I couldn't, I didn't really have any specific ideas, but this is Jackie Sandal, Sandalins. Is that how you say her last name? Uh, Sounds right. I'm not sure. Anyways, this is Tom Strom's partner. She does these amazing, like super close up paintings of like tattoos and skin and hands and like that beetle over there that looked like it was tattooed um and i was delightfully surprised to learn that she works in acrylics i would have thought those were all oils really yeah okay at one point there was somebody that came through that was like oh i can't present in this room because i can't be around oil paints and i was like i think my kit's the only one that's oil right now (laughs) like james's stuff was covered up and like i had like a literal dip cap that i have a little bit of solvent in so it's not like a real container so we're talking like a container the size of a 50 cent piece that's mm-hmm. half an inch deep like that's all the solvent goes out in the room and he was like i can't be around oil paints and i was like everybody in here is working with acrylic and he was like oh it must be in my head then <laughs> so this time this time i think so yeah i mean it all looks like a lot of oil work going around yeah so. but it's just amazing what can be accomplished with acrylics yeah Look at all those little greeting cards. And there was tattoo going on, tattooing going on this year. There was not um, two years ago when I was there. Yeah, this this is growing back into an actual convention as well as a learning event. But look at those two prints down there below. I have those originals at the studio. I was going to say, I've seen them. They're familiar. (laughs) We can jump onto another one. You keep hearing me talk to Dan. It's okay though. Oh, we got Nick Baxter over here. I think I only bothered him for just a moment. Yeah, he's an intimidating though approach sometimes. Nick? Yeah. I think he just looks that way. I think the way I broke the ice of like, looks great. I won't bother you. <laughs> right. I think that was the the right way to make the right impression on him. Yeah. Like the whole yeah, like of the weekend, he understood what you were about. Yeah, the whole rest of the weekend he didn't like hide like mm-hmm. the way he usually does. We were on a panel together and he seemed like comfortable. Right. Yeah. This is where Renee Little did her watercolor painting seminar this year up here by the little waterfall. You know what a sucker I am for reflective landscapes. You want to jump up to the next one? It really is more complicated than pushing a button, guys. There's a couple of steps each time we jump to something new. There we go. 
And, you know, we've had Renee on the show before, and we need to have her on again soon. She is a wonderful instructor. Uh, two years ago, when she first taught this seminar, there were a few times where, like, I'd ask her a stupid question, you know, like a question that just might need the answer reiterated. Um, this time, she was so well prepared. She was so, like... On the ball. On the ball. They're like, I felt like she touched every little subject at least a little bit. And then at the end of her seminar, she went around and kind of like critiqued each person's drawings and gave them a little bit of feedback. And I thought that was just wonderful. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I listened to her um, give her eco-friendly seminar uh Akron, right, okay. was it? Yeah. And she was really well put together then, too. Um, she's got a new product that she has out called, is it the Solo Scribe? And it's a stainless steel pen and like the, it's got two ends to it and they're mm -hmm. shaped the same way that like glass pen nibs would be shaped with a spiral to them. One's more sharp, one's finer pointed and one's more blunt. Um, but it's a pretty cool idea. The idea of like just dipping this and using it over and over again, instead of using a brand new Sharpie or three Sharpies each appointment. Okay. You know, yeah, so yeah. you could use it, sterilize it, use it again. So when she talks about like reusing and mm -hmm. reducing, like that's the ultimate way. I mean, how I keep a drawer of Sharpies at the shop and how many of those they, I, they go right in the trash. Yeah. I use them one time and they go right in the trash. So um, on, I mean, I think of the cost. I just try to buy them when they're on sale mm -hmm. to where they average out to less than a dollar and I'll stock up on, you know, 30 or 60 of them at a time. Right. But Or like wholesale, just buy like a hundred pack of a color. But yeah, that's $3 a day that I just throw away. Yeah. So um, because of the way it's milled and the high grade of material that it's used, it's not a cheap product, but mm -hmm. that's what's going to make it last. Right. So I, I didn't know it was like officially out. Like I heard a little bit that she was making a product, but I wasn't sure exactly what. So that's pretty cool to hear. Should I get it out? It's close by. I, I mean, if you Should have I get it, idea. I'll get it out. Hold on. That is pretty cool, though, because that's, you know, I, I think that's kind of the next wave of hat do inventions is like figuring out how to not necessarily like go back to being all reusable, but in a way that we can mitigate a lot of like the cost of just like products that we go through all the time let you guys know how squeaky my floors are no sneaking around here gotten tangled I gotta stop getting up guys i've gotten tangled i've gotten up too many times um but here it is the solo scribe pretty oh. cool pretty cool um so i think the deal she has i think it's 200 for this and uh a few bottles of the ink that go with it okay so um do you want to check it out i played with it for many hours already okay but see how it like feels good in the hand like it's yeah like it sounds weird to That's be like, like very natural. Feeling. Yeah, she really considered the weight of it and like the amount of pressure that weight will then allow, like the weight of the pen applies the pressure. Mm -hmm. You don't have to press with it. 
Um, yeah, it's not like overly heavy or anything. Yeah, and then it feels you like can see how like fine the made. one tip is and how blunt the other one is. So in these stipple mm -hmm. really nicely, like if you're doing big, bold lines with it, and then you want to stipple a little bit where the shading is and give it a smudge, it's beautiful for that. So um, there is a little bit of a learning curve on how to write with it. But like if you go from a marker to any standard nib, there's going to be a little bit right. of a learning curve to understand That's the same that you switch like any other. Uh, utensil yeah. too. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, like the first time you pick it up and use it, it's not just going to write the same way as a Sharpie, mm -hmm. but if you just play with it for about two minutes, you start to understand, like I was just drawing on my hand right here and it was like, Hmm, that didn't mark the way I expected. And then like within, like I said, two or three minutes, I drew this cool little smiley face with curly hair and like he was had freckles. Yeah. And so like, it was like, maybe the size of a 50 cent piece but it ended up being like a detailed little cartoon um so i think i could definitely draw landscapes with it i could definitely see if i were doing like uh like polynesian style stuff or like the geometric stuff where you have the big sweeping forms that like separate one plane from another mm -hmm. i could see this working really well for it because it lays the ink in it like puts a lot of ink on there so you don't have okay. to worry about wiping it off um but because of like like i said that ergonomic fit you can just you can just curve with it where i don't know i'm not to say that like a sharpie feels different but like well i think part of it part of it too is like it's got the rounded edges on there which helps a little bit just kind of like yeah. feel a little bit a little more solid on you yeah here's what it looks like so that's pretty cool i'm pretty stoked on it that's um, very cool. We'll have Renee on here soon and we'll actually do like a legit segment and like maybe Kyle and I will draw on each other. That could be fun. We That'll both have cool. we both have bare arms, right? Well that arms partially. I've got, yeah, I've got like partially good enough. Okay. I got a bare arm. You got a bare arm. Yeah. Time to so, draw bears on arms. Bears bear that's like a bear bare arm. A bear arm. Bear arm. Yeah, but I, I really love this idea. And one of the things I love about Renee is like she's putting all the time and money and energy and all the things into designing something that will cut back on our plastic waste. And it's not just plastic. You've got all the other chemicals that are in the marker as well. Yeah. So well, especially like how many markers do you go through a session? Like three to five? I mean... Maybe not every single session, but like the the planning session like on of average. each segment, at least three. Right. Like you can see the marks here. I always even have these little test patches where I make sure my colors look good together and aren't going to like wipe off easy. So like that's three. And like you can see the test color there. So I was like, do I like that green or that green better? Mm -hmm. And you can tell that the more lime green held up better than the like minty green. Right things things to learn things to know just like by like doing it over and over again like which markers stick to the skin best burgundy green dark green dark green yeah those burgundy sticks really good and there are some pink markers that like stick 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 okay so if you want to go like yellow to grid things out you know how i'll do like my vertical and horizontal lines and then i'll have my client get comfortable yeah um I almost always do that in yellow and then I just build off the next darker color. But if you go like yellow, light orange, hot pink, burgundy, that's not going to wipe off. Gotcha. So, yeah, there's that. 
the green, the dark green, that doesn't want to wipe off ever. Like that looks like I just drew it 10 minutes ago. Yeah, that's bad. That's very dark still. Yeah. So this is the cool thing that Renee's working on. And uh, what I was getting at is, is it's cool to see her like not only advocating for um, environmentally friendly practices, but she's actually like innovating and kind of like putting her money where her mouth is and trying to like come up with a, come up with a new thing that we can sterilize and use over and over again instead of, you know, just grabbing something that's not intended to even be a one-time use item and throwing it away. You know, Marky's markers like that are intended to be used until yeah, they're supposed to go through out. the whole thing yeah they're not supposed to be used for two percent of their lifespan and then thrown away like yeah. that's not what that product was designed for however it's just become like the easiest way for us to freehand and get our and the sharpies aren't the only ones there are all kinds of permanent markers yeah but work, like all so that's like said the same applies to all the other markers like yeah if you they're, prefer they're like the still be used and go through yeah the more fine art type brushes that have like the marker tips on them mm -hmm. they're beautiful to draw on the skin with but man that gets expensive quick right. you know like and then you feel bad about throwing a quality art product out when everything in you is like take care of your art stuff yeah make it last so anyways i think this is really cool and kudos to renee for coming up with such a cool idea so yeah in the near future maybe we'll have renee on as a guest and we'll have an art night with the solo scribe That'd be cool. Yeah, I hope that hope this goes far. It's a very cool product. I'd like to see it get used and brought into more hands. Um, I'm going to make it to a pumpkin patch one day before work. So we have some pumpkins to tattoo before Halloween. That's a good idea. Did you see the group message? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I feel like if we had the, and I didn't want to get them before I went to Jiminy Peak because I thought that would be too soon and they might rot before Halloween. Right. But if I get them this coming week. Like, I don't know. I've seen them last for like multiple months prior. Yeah. Like but you know, fruit lies. True. True. We want to press our luck. No fruit lies, no rotten pumpkins. Very true. And we should be not going deep, too deep into the skin for them. To yeah. Really but you rot. know, still like, sitting around. They'll, yeah. Yeah. They'll attract something. Um. But yeah, I think that'll be fun. Even if I'm sure, I'm sure when that happens, we'll get a little bit of footage that'll be fun to share. Yeah. But if not, we'll at least camera. take a walk through and get videos of what everybody does. Mm -hmm. Do you think I should just like bring them in, or should I like put a pumpkin on everybody's station? And I'm thinking like yay big, like little pie pumpkins, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. big and crazy. Should I just put them on everybody's station? I was gonna say bring them in. But I do like the sound of that. I just feel like bringing them in and having a collective would be a little more successful at gathering people. Yeah. That being said, if I were to pick one, which is cute, put them on <laughs> with the cute, with a little note that's just like, hey, show up this day this time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, honestly, it could be something that we did one night after work. All of us just stayed late, but like it wouldn't necessarily have to be a thing. It could yeah. be done in our free time, too. I think that could be fun. Is anybody else? Hey, look, if you're watching this and you are a tattooer, is your shop doing anything cool for Halloween? Are you guys tattooing pumpkins? Yeah. Should we start a hashtag for it? I mean, we just had the Friday the 13th thing. And I feel like as tattooers, the Friday the 13th thing is kind of played out. Um, We've all been doing it like every time. Right. 
collectors it's kind of a fun thing like oh it's friday the 13th let's go get a tattoo yeah um i i did see at least like this year a lot of really cool designs get pushed around uh during it so i i I think that's cool at least i feel like halloween starts to become that same cliche kind of kitschy uh feel for tattooers so i wanted to do something fun but i don't i also don't want it to be a thorn in anybody's side because we're all busy and have stuff going on but the pumpkin idea i just thought was cool even though if only some of the even if only some of us have, have a chance to do it yeah i'm sorry my dog's being so distracting everybody that's lolo well, she was doing great in the first half hour um well she specifically wants my attention right now so. yeah if I locked her somewhere, she'd make more noise. That's crazy. She runs my life. Here she comes. Oh, she heard you talking. Mm-hmm. She knows when I talk about her. Maybe she's trying to suck her another treat out of me. So, do you have more footage on your camera here for Jiminy Feet? I do. Should I pull that up? Yeah, let's pull some of that up. Let's see what we got cooking. What was, uh, what was your favorite seminar you peaked in on? Um, like I said, I followed Renee up the mountain to <clears throat> and listened to all of hers. There we go. Just showing you the blue skies. <clears throat> a lot of the people showing up. Yeah. Um, I think there was probably over 100 people this year. Nice. Um, so the event is growing and it seems to be like double last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a Yeah, whole... I was going to say it was probably only what, like 40 people max? Well, the, yeah, the year you came, mm-hmm. um, that was like the first event after COVID. Too. Right. Like, so everybody was just getting back into the swing of traveling. Here's Mark. Yeah, that was like the first like big travel trip I did after COVID. Here's Killian Moon. He's working on this Brad uh, coral reef scene. Check this piece out. This is speaking of Renee Little. This is a bodysuit she's been working on. Isn't that crazy? All right, Renee. So here we are walking up the mountain to her seminar. Uh, Killian and Guy are supposed to be doing a collab soon too, right? Uh, they've done a few already. I, so. I know. I know. I saw them put out a post recently that they were looking for someone recently. Hmm. So that'll be cool to see. That's tempting. Yeah. I would definitely like Killian to be included in the list of artists that I would love to invite to work on my arm. I know. I saw that. I was like, mm, if I have the budget, I'm going to hop on that. So Renee does a wonderful job of bringing like supplies and materials for everybody. 
this is actually her whole seminar that I have here. And I feel like I did a really good job recording it with only one camera. There were only a few times where I almost fell off the picnic table and broke my ankle. That's part of it. And yeah. you can tell because the camera was. Yeah, it fell with you. I feel like that's super helpful too, in terms of like being able to properly teach a seminar is to have like yeah. a little travel she set up brings, for everyone. So, so that way it's like all standardized and like a lot easier to kind she, of give the instructions. She actually had like these little cardboard things, these little pieces of cardboard. Mm -hmm. And then she had the watercolor paper taped onto it. And then on the side, there was a little piece of like wax paper. So you could see as she walked around, there were those little dollops. So she had all of her watercolors and everything. So everybody had dollops of the same paint and the same tiny little kit. And she explained how easy it is to just like pre-make those because then you'll see like as the wind blows, she kind of fights the wind with her sketchbook a little bit. Where if you have these cards, it's just, wins almost a non-factor because it's all like right there right it's like it's like small it, enough too that you're not you're not fighting with it like through it's just part of your hand there yeah they call it gorilla painting like quick in quick out yeah. like minimal minimal materials min minimal footprint like you jump in do the cover of night paint your cityscape and get out of yeah, there yeah i'm trying to get to that because like i just recently did um i painted like a waterfall a couple weeks ago but like that was like a whole bag set up that I needed to have. And then, you know, I take like the 10, 15 minutes to lay everything out, get everything ready. So we nice have something small. So it's tattooing in a fishbowl. So these guys basically just had a tattoo session right there where everybody could just come up and ask any questions and um, kind of get in close and watch the process. Here's Sandy McAndrew. You all know her from all the reinventing uh, lessons, all the things. Sandy does a lot. Uh, this is a collab that Amy Nichols was working on, but I didn't see who she was working on it with. They, I was like coming and going, doing things. So I, I couldn't help but share it, but I didn't get all the information on it. But I bet it's on Amy Nichols' page. I would imagine she probably shared it. We had uh, copies of the Biomech Encyclopedia. There were also copies of uh, Adrian Lee's book. Um, some old educational videos, like okay. actual DVDs, like not not videos. Those videos yeah, no, but I'd videos. love to pick those up someday. Jason Leeser's cool prints. Print. Yeah, he's got lovely prints. I got one on my wall. It's so funny. There was a girl that took her seminar or took his seminar, and she was like, "Yeah, I just did Jason Leeser's printing seminar." And somebody was like, "How was it?" And she's like, "I learned more about paper than there ever was to know about paper." <laughs> Like, well, yeah, he, he is passionate about the paper part of it, but I totally see why. Very passionate about the paper. Yeah, when it, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for cotton rag. It doesn't matter whether it's hot press or cold press, but I'm a cotton rag kind of girl. I like the tooth of it. I like the durability of it. I love the look of it. So, you know, when he gets excited and like, I always just kind of like get a little warm and fuzzy on the inside because I'm like, oh, you nerd. <laughs> But when I we used to work with charcoal, I got very into which papers I liked working with. And um, as it turns out, a lot of the same papers I like working with for charcoal or watercolor happen to be great printing mediums. So almost looks like a red tree, doesn't it? Almost. Who's working on that one? Um, 
I can't remember his name. His wife gave me two massages. Nice. Um, I w- actually, I scheduled the second one the next day, and I was like, man, do I even really need it? She worked on me yesterday. That was pretty good. And Lauren, like, you know, mom mode. Mm-hmm. Like, gotta get it. Yeah, she's like, you gotta drive all day, so you should probably, you should probably relax. And I was like, all right, all right. Battery's running low there. I didn't plug that in. I didn't know how late we would go. Hmm. Well, you want to plug it in, or do you want to? Is there, is there anything else to cover? Um. I mean, right now I'm showing off some of Nick Baxter's plein air paintings, but um, I mean, we could wrap up anytime. I kind of talked all about Jiminy Peak. We've got just more footage of me walking around. This is Sammy Lynn. She's from Texas. Maybe Arlington, if I remember right. And my dog is going to be impatient with us. Sounds like Lolo wants us to write. Well, now it's as good a time as any. We're almost through all of this footage anyhow. So I switch to this. All right. Well, did we, what episode number number was tonight? 147. 147. We're almost to 150. How'd that happen? Patience. Time. That's almost three years. That's crazy. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. All right. Well, tune in next week. Hopefully we'll have a guest for us. Um, We'll definitely have a guest, but hopefully we'll be able to get Harley in. Um, We'll have more to talk about from the Taddyverse. I've got all kinds of stuff like worthwhile things that I would like to like dive down the rabbit hole sitting in our Instagram inbox. So maybe next week I'll see if maybe we can get one of the other reinventing um, content creators to join us. Um, We're overdue to trade shows with a lot of people. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll pull like maybe Amy Nichols will be available. She wants to do a show again. Um, That'd be a good one to jump down the Instagram rabbit holes with, but but um, but yeah, we're gonna start lining up some different guests back to back and uh, start sharing uh, a lot now that we're kind of getting back into the less traveling, mm-hmm. the slower season. Yeah, um, I feel like usually I don't do this much traveling in the fall, but this year it's been a little heavy, um, but good. It's been pretty delightful. But I don't have any more trips, um, like outside of pleasure trips coming up, so. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be able to get a lot more on the ball and have things lined up for the show. Heck yeah. Um, Lolo keeps getting tangled in Kyle's cords. But anyways, That's okay. we'll keep checking in on Kyle, the progress of his tattooing. Um, well, if people for next week, if people want to book with you, how can they get a hold of you? Um, on Instagram at Skies of Fire Tattoo, you can shoot me a message on there. I've also got um, a link on there directly to a booking form. So either of those work, but yeah, that's the best way to find me. Sorry, my dog's breathing. Buddy. I feel very unprofessional. I didn't think she'd pester us this much. That's okay. It's all right. Well, Lolo's been our special guest this evening. I hope Thanks you enjoyed her us, shenanigans and getting tangled in our cords. Um, but we'll. See you next week. Yes, indeed. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Thanks for joining.